Last time on Knights of the Rule Table, Team Remy and their new companion, Cass Eilhart, throw back a few drinks in a small desert town. They then head back out in the desert only to encounter a sandstorm and survive an awful 90s dance reference. The party finally arrived at a pit filled with thousands of sandworms surrounding the temple of the Shamran. Elsewhere in Castor City, Team Alistair with Deidre's help got dressed to the nines for a casino confrontation. Oryx was able to question the mole within the Knights of the Realm known as Danbricht. As he tried to escape, Biscuit magically held him, but Danbrecht magically poisoned himself, dying instantly. They were only left with the time and place of a future mysterious appointment and the symbol on his ring of the ancient god, Leros. And we rejoin the heroes who are traveling with Alistair Slate in Castor City. They have just completed the mission in the casino, and they are standing in the back alley uh, with a dead man named Danbrecht, who has consumed his cyanide tablet, which was hidden inside of his ring. And a thorough search of him has uncovered a note that has a time and a place on it. Tomorrow, 5 p.m., Market Square, scribbled on it, presumably presumably in Danbrecht's handwriting. Alistair looks at that and uh, looks at all of you and um, says, okay, we have our next lead. Well, I guess we just got to go back and uh, go back to the, the chateau or whatever, and then we just get some shut-eye. And we uh, have a nice breakfast, maybe grits, eggs, sausage links, something like that. You know, do they got sausage links back there? Uh, we can dig something like that up, I'm sure. That's all right. I'll, I'll be fine with just grits. And then uh, and then we just, you know, get ready for the day, maybe come up with a game plan and what is do the grit? thing. A grit is like corn grits. It's a mashed up in a small uh, piece. Oh, you're going to love them. Put a little butter on there. Delicious. All right. I'll trust you. <laughs> it's might not be a bad idea to scout out the town square just even briefly this evening just to see what it's like what what we're in for and 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 perhaps what it is like today and see if anything is different tomorrow oh yeah that's a good idea check out the local nightlife since we're all gussied up i I suppose yes that's a good idea deidre so Alistair kind of heads in and you see that he's uh, talking with some of the people in the casino and some uh, like security guards kind of come out. And they start to kind of um, cover up the area. It seems like maybe this isn't the first time something like this has happened in a high high stakes casino. And you guys um, begin walking through the streets. And again, this is um, unlike many parts of the realms that we have explored in this uh, enjoyable series of podcasting it's called knights of the world table this is a, a true city it has you know multi-story buildings there's um lots of people even in the night like this um coming up and down people are um coming out having street food playing music coming into bars going into restaurants uh something very relatable these days i kind of feel like you're throwing shade on the street food and nightlife of respite they hold their own. It gets crazy respite. After I feel that. like he was more making a call to the fact that we're all in quarantine right now. <laughs> no, previous to that, the unlike other places we visited in the podcast, this is a real city is roughly what he said. Uh, those other places were good if you're a mud raking idiot. But this <laughs> is the place for people with class. OK, Respite's I'm talking people are wearing hats. People are wearing, you know, closed-toed shiny shoes. There's do they, a shoe shine. Do they have levitation technology? 
Oh, snap. Mm. I, I believe Falcon Check Reach it. was a... Check uh, it! Was a Full pledge. Pity. <laughs> All right, well, let's see how Biscuit fares in the next fight. <laughs> Is this a DM measuring competition right now? What's going on here? Yes, yes, it is. As we continue the best campaign that has been done so far uh, in the series, um, <laughs> you guys are walking down these beautifully lined streets. They strike you as the most amazing place that has existed in the maybe in your whole life that you've seen. <laughs> this wonderful caster city uh, before you. And eventually uh, you begin to see uh, that the city streets open up into a market area and there's lots of small uh, vendors. This is uh, Market Square. And you see that it uh, has, it is indeed a, like a square, typical square that you would see between um, flanked on four sides by some multi-storied buildings. Uh, but there's kind of like a center area that's a big plaza that is full of all of these um, tents that are kind of up. There's clear walking paths. Every once in a while, there's some benches and um, there's some open space as well. So it kind of is a, a real community type of area is there anything particularly you guys are looking for trying to get a sense of so i would particularly be just kind of taking a mental note of the general layout and just an idea of the kind of types of people that are around right now just so i have like you know an idea like something to maybe juxtapose against tomorrow night and then also like so tomorrow night, if anything goes down, like I have an exit strategy. I'll I'll look for places to hide out so that in case there's a need to be sneaky tomorrow. Igni escapes to the shadows. You guys that are more prone to uh, the shadows and the uh, hiding spots, there's certainly plenty around here. There's lots of corners. There's um, places where you could get uh, up to a up to like a second story balcony around here. Deidre, go ahead and roll a perception check now, and we will compare later when you come back what Ooh. that perception is. 17. I'm going to climb up to the second story balcony, Batman style, just for fun. <laughs> to gaze down, lurk, lurk, lurk upon things. All right, Igneous uh, fades into the shadows, and you go up, and you kind of uh, Batman up there. A few people that are uh, having an espresso right there, maybe they're on a date or something, kind of see you, and they, oh... Uh, Sorry. Look out. Mind your business. We were. Uh, you came up here. And, uh, I'm gone. Okay. Well, we're sitting here. Do we need to leave? I don't understand. I'm in the shadows. Oh, oh. All right. Bye. Shh. You oh. didn't see me. But we did see you. All right. I'll, 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 I'll go. Fine. I'll go. Thank you. No tip. Oh, okay. And you see that there is uh, around here. Uh, is kind of like an open place where it's still kind of a public place to um, sit down. You can kind of come up here. It would be very easy to come up here and get a viewpoint uh, of the whole square. And you can, in fact, see across the whole thing from one of these balconies. And you see that there are ones on each side. Would it be easy enough for me to climb up on the roof where there presumably there'd be fewer espressos? <laughs> uh, I suppose. Uh, it looks like there's maybe another, um, you know, floor and a half, and it's not really, uh, you know, you'd have to kind of go up on some roofs and pass some windows if you're trying to climb up the side of the building. Potentially. I think that's, I'm not necessarily doing that, but I'm kind of like scoping out what would be, looking around for like what would be the easiest route as a monk who's good at climbing things to get mm. up there if I needed to. Yeah, you could definitely kind of see a couple of different routes. It would be within the realm of possibility for you to do that, you know, with some skill and some good roles. You definitely could. And, you know, probably you could try and weasel your way in. It looks like it's a, a building that's, you know, maybe has several different offices and shops and things inside of it. So there could be a stairwell that goes all the way to the top or something like that. So depending on if you wanted to investigate a way up or just plan out a way to climb up. I would like to investigate a way up since you gave me an offer. Okay, go ahead and roll an investigation. All right, I'm not good at that. Seven. Okay, um, you kind of go into one of the main area of the building, like an atrium or like a um, like a lobby, 
And uh, as soon as you kind of come in, uh, somebody comes out from around the the desk and says, "Oh, hold on now, residents only here. Residents only allowed in this building." All right, all right. You can't you can't come in. You okay? Goodbye. Get out. Goodbye. And I'll leave. <laughs> and you get uh, kind of shoot out. I will allow. I will allow myself yeah. to be shooed. Well, get out of here. Uh, excellent. Uh, anybody else? Any other things to do in the market square this evening? To, to the market, do I see any like um, anybody selling like uh, local, you know, stuff that they would sell like souvenirs, like like you know, hey, I visited this town, little, little statues, little, little uh, things you'd wear, collectibles. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you see that um, there are some like artisan people that are making um, like different trinkets and stuff, and they all kind of have this. Um, uh, almost like a baseball logo, like a C and a C. Are there any like tunics that say I love CC on it? Yeah, <laughs> there definitely are. Awesome. Yeah, I heart CC. Yeah, uh, 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 Rx will buy one of those. All right. That's um, <laughs> let's call it six gold. All right. Great. I'll, I'll go up to uh, one of them, uh, them artisans uh, and, and find like a little a little statue, a little carving of, of maybe mm-hmm. like a building or something, you know, with, with like the, the insignia on it. And I'm going to buy one. I'll take yes. this one. Uh, yes, this, this is a very special object. Oh, what, what building is this? This is the one, the one Al, Albrecht Plaza. One Albrecht it's, Plaza. All yes. right. That's right. It's the tallest building. It's five stories. Oh, that's that's some height right there. I mean, especially for me, I'm a gnome. I'm that that's like extra tall. Yeah, that's like seventeen stories for me. But beware, this trinket carries an ancient curse. How's that? It carries an ancient curse. A curse? What kind of curse? It, well, I don't want it if it's got a curse. Or wait, is it one of those things like I give it to somebody and then it, it bestows a curse on them? Uh. If it I buy it, the, it doesn't seem like it should have a curse. I mean, that that's some sort of like, you know, there should be a warranty. The curse is that you will never find a place better than Castor City. Oh, <laughs> I got you. That that's a bit of a tagline. I see what you did there. That's a good one. Hey, what's your name? My name is Shanane. Shanane. All right. Shanane. Shanane, the, the artisan. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it. How much? It is five gold. Okay, that's that's very good. All right, I'll take that uh, one Dan Brecht uh, building. One Dan Would you Brecht like closet. a bag with it as well? No, no, keep the bag. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to trouble you. Those who don't take the bag are doomed to an ancient <laughs> curse. All right, I'll take the bag. I'll take the bag. Okay, but beware, the bag also has an ancient <laughs> curse. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How much for the bag? Is there One a non-cursed silver. bag? Non-cursed bag or 12 silver? All right, I'll take a non-cursed bag. Thank you. Okay, would you like a receipt? Is the receipt cursed as well? The receipt is a curse with an ancient curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a feeling you might be lying to me, uh, Shanene. Shanene level eyes. You see, when I first came to this square and I bought this plot right here, it right. came with an ancient curse. I see and the that. curse on me is that I cannot lie. What about that? Uh, what about that? That that thing up there? That kind of shiny plaque thing up there? And I kind of gesture right behind him so he can turn around. Oh yes, the plaque. No shirts, no shoes, no service. And when he turns yes. around, I'm gonna cast hold person. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's what's happening? He can make a save. Um, it's a wisdom save. Uh, the ancient curse. I fail all wisdom <laughs> saves. Okay. Uh. So, I'm just going to cast old person on him. And, and I'll be like, all right, I suggest you stop saying that there are things that are cursed when they're not cursed. That's not a very nice thing to do. Do you understand me? Uh, will you let me go? No false positives, all right? I mean, this is a scary place that we're living in here. And you're giving people uh, a lot of... Uh, shenanigans by saying that things are cursed. Now, I know about curses a little bit, you know, just dabbling in the arcane, and 
that's not a nice thing to say. Now, say you're sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I have a mouse to feed. I have to support my family. To us right, like now, the curses. I think you'll find that the best paycheck is honesty. Uh, All right, I'll let you go, and I'll let him go. Okay. All right. You leave. Have leave my markets. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> go to heck. <laughs> Uh, any other shenanigans to have in the market before we call it a day? Does this place have a Petra's Pockets? You look around, and sure enough, in um, there's a, a place called Petra's Pockets, and it's selling uh, these little uh, meat pies. Free and it pies. looks like it's you know the the employees are kind of wearing like a matching green um, visor and uh, like apron, and you come up and it's. Um, uh, welcome to Petra's Pockets, home of the meat pocket. What can I get you? Oh, uh, well, I'm not really hungry, but maybe I'll get something for one of my friends. They, they're, they might be hungry. Um, how about um, one of the... What's a pocket? Uh, it's, like, uh, it's like, you know, bread, and then they put, like, potatoes and beef and, and stuff like that in Do there. It's real carbs? good. carbs? Oh, yeah, lots of carbs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much is carbs. Pretty much, it's some it's pretty much 100% carbs with, with some Ready beef. Ready to pass them, darling. All right. Well, I'll just take one of the, the pork pockets then. One. I'll have a pocket. Two pork two, pockets. Two pork pockets. I'll take one. As All right. Well. Make three. it three. Do you have any kale? No, we don't have kale, ma'am. You don't have kale mm. pockets? No, we don't have kale Perhaps pockets. Perhaps like some yeah. watercress? Or... Maybe like a spinach and cheese? That'd, Maybe that'd some nice. almonds and um, a goat cheese. This, Ooh, roasted almonds. That, look, what, what do I... Do you have any, any pockets that are wrapped in some sort of vegetable <laughs> instead of with the carb-like substance? What if you, you guys, wrapped the beef in, like, a slice of lettuce? And then, then you would kind of kill two birds with one stone. There you go. Man, like I, a, just, I just work here. I just work <laughs> here, man. The, the menu's up there. And you look up, and there's a big board that has everything that they sell. Just uh, if only that had been described to us earlier as an option. Hey, look, I just work <laughs> here, man. It's that's that's what it is. It's, uh, there's our pockets. That's all right, buddy. I'll take, I'll take a number three, please. Okay. Do you want to double? Do you want to pocket size that for another <laughs> two silver? <laughs> well, it seems like a real waste of money to not do that. So yeah, all right. I will go ahead and do pocket that. size yeah. number three. Make sure it's not cursed. In three pork pockets. <laughs> Hey, y'all got any curses on any of these foods? Um, no. All right, then. <laughs> okay, that's 17 gold and 12 silver. 17 gold? We gotta How leave about this. I just give you a suit of plate armor? <laughs> hey, man, we don't take that. It's gold only, okay? I do not understand the economy man, here. this franchise is really upcharged. You guys are welcome to enjoy the play area as well. It's attached on the side if, if you have kids. The play area? Oh, there's a bull pit. Nah, Biscuit's not a kid. He's a gnome. I'm actually a, uh, kind of a full-grown teenager adult person. I'm just short. Igneous jumps in the ball pit and then just hides down. <laughs> Do you have All any right. idea how many people have probably been inside of that? I mean, it's got to be disgusting. Shh, I'm hiding. I smell a fair bit of child urine on those balls. Number 41. Oh, that's me. Number 41, your order 30. Oh, thank you very much. 41. Have a nice day. These are good. They're juicy. Well, you started your night in a casino in the high roller section, (laughs) and you are ending it in the franchise Petra's Pockets. It's kind of a late night craving snack, you know? I would like to talk to everybody on the way back about, like, this whole Knights of the Realm situation. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I, oh, so, like, not, e- not only were we, like, summarily inducted into this whole Knights thing, but we're also, like, their secret police. We're, like, in charge of security of other Knights. Does anybody feel like that was a little bit of a quick advancement for us. I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again. I mean, if that is the recruitment process, it's no wonder they're having issues with people double crossing and selling information. 
I just don't trust it. What I did think was weird was when we were talking to Dan Brecht, and he realized that we were knights, but he wanted to know what side we were on. Why are there different sides? Doesn't that corroborate the theory that there has been some infiltration and some betrayal within the organization? Who just comes out and asks that kind of thing? Yeah, either that or they're like easily bought. Like maybe some of them are crooked, like they've been bought out or something. I mean, if there's like a good side and a bad side to this, if you were involved in the bad side, they wouldn't necessarily say we're the bad side. They'd probably say we're the good side and the other side's the bad side. Are you saying that we are on the bad side? I think we might be on the bad side. We don't know. We're on the bad side and we don't even know it? Well, now, were we on the same side as Dan Brecht? Because if we're on the same side as Dan Brecht, he killed himself with the ring. Yeah, that seems kind of extreme to 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 commit suicide for something that seems like it would be noble. I mean, like, I don't know a lot of good guys that would just go and uh, take the plunge like that for something. I mean, that that's real... That's heavy stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's coward's way out. Yeah, I mean, like... That's, that's a bad guy technique, if you ask me. That's not a nobleman's way to go, or a noble way to go. Well, I think we best be cautious regardless. Do you think we can trust... Do you think we can trust Alistair? Oh, gods, no. Well, he's paying us, isn't he? All right, you guys split up for the night, and um, with that, everybody can level up! Whoa. Level five? Yes. So you guys wake up the next morning. You um, are able to um, have breakfast, get yourselves ready. Alistair summons all of you again, and you meet back in the same kind of uh, meeting room that you guys had uh, met before when you were going over what to do about Dan Brecht. He has pulled up a map that shows Market Square where you guys were last night. And sure enough, you can um, now since you've been there, you're able to kind of uh, mark out um, exactly where everything um, is supposed to be. Alistair, looking down at the map, says, I think what we should do is we should have somebody go in disguise as Dan Brecht. And they should try and meet whoever this contact is just as they just as he would have and to try and get as much information out of whoever this contact is as possible now uh, i have supplies for i have um supplies for uh disguise kits and things like that but um that isn't my specialty uh, but if one of you wanted to um take charge of that to get somebody to be danbrecht and who could pull off an operation like this to go undercover. Wait, 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 wait. I got a plan. I got a plan. And uh, Yenny just uh, (laughs) crawls down uh, in between Biscuit's legs and then lifts him up on her shoulders. (laughs) Uh, 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 Yeah. Oh, and then I can disguise myself. That's a good idea. If I I cast disguise self, um, would it disguise me and Yenny? Uh, I'm not the wizard. Hmm, let me see. You don't <laughs> think that the movement of you lumbering with another being's weight atop of you would be a dead giveaway? Hey, I'm strong. I'd be good legs, alright? I'm not saying that you wouldn't make a good showing, but it's not exactly an ironclad plan. Well, I'm not gonna talk, so they won't know it's two of us. <sighs> why are we not using Igneous? Why are we not having Igneous do this? That makes the most sense to me. And he's the right size. Well, we don't have... I don't have any kind of a effect to make him look like him. We got a disguise kit. You could do me up. Yes, we have We have supplies, and he kind of uh, pulls out, um, you know, the disguise kit, and he's got, um, you know, all, all kinds of uh, makeups and foundations and prosthetic uh, pieces and for manipulating, you know, chins and noses and ears. And so, you know, between all of that, if somebody kind of knew what they were doing a little bit, uh, you think... How long are you... Are we planning to have Igneous 
maintain the charade? I mean, not for very long, correct? We don't need a full-blown conversation. We don't know, but, you know, if somebody's... If you're going to meet somebody in a public square for a little bit of time, probably it's for some sort of handoff or um, to receive some quick information, a yes, a no, uh, something like that. You know, it's not going to be a, a longer thing. So, I mean, my instinct tells me it would be five to 15 minutes tops. I mean, part of my other thought is that biscuit and yenny if we have both of you there undercover that's two sets of eyes that we're missing on the lookout for anything else untoward whereas well igneous would be just one person that's preoccupied with whatever but then that's two times the surprise when we reveal the truth huh no, not that's not the goal here we're not trying to actually reveal it hopefully yes no. we need to find out who the contact is and what the information is that they're giving that's our number one priority I mean, Danbrecht didn't seem particularly chatty, so maybe, Ignis, you could get away with just some grunts. I can be not particularly chatty. There you go. It's perfect. It's settled. But we will need your expertise and in helping get him suited up. Alistair says, I also had the concierge um, that was helping me last night uh, pack up his belongings, so I have all of his clothes here as well from last night that you could wear you might dress it down a little bit but that will give us an idea of at least his size and he um kind of sets it down and it's you know a, a nice pair of slacks a, a dinner jacket a shirt i'll try that stuff on see if it fits all right you try it on and you know you're about the same um the same build and about the same size maybe um a little short here Muscle. or a little, yeah, you know, a little short here, a little long there on, on some of the clothes. But other than that, for a tailored piece for somebody else's body, you're like 90% there. How do I look? It's actually not bad. All right. Now we got to try and apply this disguise kit. Who wants to take a stab at it? What did Danbrek look like? Alistair brings back the um, file that was handed to him from the Knights Intelligence Network through the portal that had his uh, photo that kind of give you a sense of what he looked like and, uh, and his scar as well. That was very striking. So with the disguise kit, I think we could pretty easily like match my hair and change like skin tone and even add a scar. But uh, my eyes do glow <laughs> like candles. So I'd probably have to wear my like dark glasses regardless of whether he would alistair goes over to um one of the compartments that are in this room and he kind of opens it up and it has a bunch of different um clothes and accessories and things that spies use and um he has a bunch of different uh kind of dark uh sunglasses basically let's start with um doing a deception roll you can roll with advantage since there are many people working on this project 17 all right, a 17. So after uh, everybody's kind of uh, putting finishing touches, you're holding up the picture. Um, you have him kind of walk a little bit and you adjust the, uh, you know, the way that he walks. You kind of make sure that all sides he kind of looks um, decent in. And after a little while, um, you all kind of step back and you're looking at Igneous now and he's completely transformed. He looks uh, pretty darn similar uh, to this man, Danbrick, that you met briefly. All right. Pretty uh, good. What'd that guy, what what'd he sound like? Um, he, sounded, he sounded like, ah, ah, kind of like that. Ah, ah you stabbed me. I know Deidre, like, actually kind of briefly attempted to talk to him. I just, it's been like a month, so I don't remember the voice. I'm going to do my best impression of that. Okay, we'll say that you do, and you match my incredibly talented and rare voice acting ability as you as you do that. You guys um, take some time, and uh, Alistair kind of lays out what he knows about the Market Square, and you know he says uh, what we should do is have everybody take kind of some different positions. We'll want uh, one person at each of the four corners of the uh, square that way if anybody tries to make a break for it we can have somebody up above on one of the balconies looking i'm quite a talented climber if you'd like okay yeah maybe um 
Deidre, if you want to be up on the balcony, and then we could have the others uh, blending in around on the uh, four the four corners of the square. What if I just ran from corner to corner, and then I could cover all four corners? Huh? Yenny, I love your enthusiasm. I think it's great. It's amazing, and I love it. <laughs> but for this, I think you should stay in about one spot. Oh, all right. Hello, listeners of The Roll Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. Thanks for joining us for another amazing episode. It's been so much fun to DM this and to participate with these people. And a big shout-out to Matt Acevedo continuing to join us on this adventure. If you want to follow Matt, he's at the Matt Acevedo, T-H-E-M-A-T-T-A-C-E-V-E-D-O. And he has a fun podcast that's a Mass Effect actual play podcast. It's called Mass Effect Adventum. So go follow him there. Give those a listen. And if you're turning your dial to other podcasts, uh, check out the most excellent 80s movie podcast, which is hosted by our friend Chrissy. And the most recent episode, which is uh, on 1981's movie uh, called Dragon Slayer, you will uh, hear Zach on there. So Zach and Chrissy talk about uh, Dragon Slayer. It's a very fun podcast. If you love 80s movies and you want to relive them and hear people talk about them, that's the podcast for you. The best way to support us is to leave that rating and review on whatever podcast service you're listening to. We need that rating. We need that review, both of them together, okay? If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, it's at RollTable, and use that hashtag RollTable to get the word out. We love you guys doing that. We also have a Discord server. You can get on there. It's the Knights of the Roll Table on Discord. Uh, you can click that in the show notes. The music is by Weston of Arcane Anthems. Go check out Arcane Anthems. The art is done by Chris Daly. The Patreon is Dungeon Heads. Go on there. Follow these awesome artists and help them any way you can. And if you want to talk to us, we're just an email away. Knights of the Rolled Table at gmail.com. We know that we are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there, so we honestly thank you, each and every one of you listening, for giving us a chance to be a part of the adventure. And that's it for our announcements. Now, go out, but stay in, and make life an adventure. All right, so you are standing before the um, the temple of the Shamaran, which is in this big crater uh, filled with sand and all of these sandworms. And you guys are um, looking around, taking in the scene, and uh, Remy turns to uh, Carver, and he says, Now is when we need you. I need you to walk across this sand and get to the other side. And over there will be a lever which will extend a bridge so that we can walk to the temple. You need my abilities to get across the sand? Well, you specifically. Um, your, um, your type. Why do you think I would be able to get... Sagittarius. <laughs> because you are uh, a, a construct, because you are uh, of wood and metal, you will be able to walk across... Uh, the sand without disturbing the worms. If this is what you think, I will do this for you. You have the ability within you, Carver. Do not be afraid. I cannot be afraid. We all have our own strengths that will be used in this trial. I do not feel fear. <laughs> That's the spirit. No, I do not feel fear. <laughs> I, yeah, me either. Me either. Okay, just no, actually, go. I, I, I don't think you understand. I don't feel fear. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't process emotion. We got it. I'll explain it to him. Carver, you go. Maybe something is wrong with Cass. (laughs) I agree. Carver thinks about what... uh, Carver thinks about what Branch did earlier. Just kind of think about it. And then 
out of the side of his eye, this little slot opens up and a little monocle kind of pops forward and then folds over his right eye and then kind of zooms in and has sort of a iridescent sheen to it. And I cast guidance on myself. Ooh. Oh. Nice. I, I feel more guided guided and successful in mm-hmm. my endeavor. Let's do this. And he starts walking across. All right. You begin to walk. Sure enough, you're able to make it a quarter of the way and nothing happens and half the way and nothing happens and three quarters. And you actually uh, are able to get to the uh, the base of the uh, this pyramid temple. And um, sure enough, up a little bit of the ways. And there is indeed a, uh, a big lever right there. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to inspect it for any kind of. Um, maybe traps or or any kind of danger. If I would pull this lever and something bad would happen, sometimes Chris is really trying to roll for something. Sometimes I know in my experience that things can happen badly with old machinery. All right, go ahead and roll. I rolled a one, mm. but I have plus eight investigation, <laughs> and then my guidance I rolled two, so I have an nice. eleven. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it works. I'm not familiar with this construction <laughs> uh, method, but I will press the lever and I put Carver pull down the lever. All right, as you do that, uh, yeah, a bunch of mechanical um, things happen. There's kind of a chain uh, rolling on a, a wheel sound, and um, sure enough, right under where you are, a wooden uh, plank begins to extend out and uh, goes further and further and further. And on the other side, you guys watching uh, just see this uh, this very long uh, bridge kind of uh, arch up and over. And then finally, uh, it kind of bows down and lands right near uh, where you guys are on the rock right there. And so now there is a bridge. I take a step forward. <laughs> No hesitation. All right, Cassie, step. Come on, step on it, and it is. Uh, while it has a little bit of uh, bow to it, a little bit of give, it's a nice wide piece of lumber, so it looks fine and dandy, like sour candy. <laughs> Carver, I knew you could do it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys walk across the bridge. As you guys walk across, you guys actually notice that sandworms, even though you're kind of uh, elevated above, they are like uh, kind of jumping out like piranhas would. Some are kind of trying to uh, jump out of the water. You didn't notice that. I mean, obviously at all when uh, Carver was going. Can I? Can I do? A, can Branch do a nature check to kind of try to suss out if they're just hungry or if there's something wrong with them or like what? Sure. Eleven. They could be hungry. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they're they're, they're monsters. They want They're not, to kill it, you. <laughs> they want to eat you. We're finally here, Remy. It's Let's head happening. inside. And uh, there's a big opening above. You guys walk up the stairs. And uh, inside of uh, this uh, big chamber, uh, you see that right in front is a, uh, a big door uh, inside inside here that looks like it leads into a bigger chamber within. On the very center of it, there are two locks. There's kind of a big locking mechanism that has two keyholes in it. There are two sets of staircases, one that goes up and one that goes down. Remy uh, takes a look at the at the map and he says, um, if my uh, research has been correct, uh, this is where we'll need to split up. I will head downstairs with uh, Sarsa and Branch and the rest of you will go upstairs. Wait, so we're, we're separating. You don't think that's... Sarsa, I've seen how you fought and I know... That you're going to do so well. We all have it in us. Now, are we going to let this temple define who we are? Or are we going to define this temple? That's that's exactly why you're here, Cass. Jared, Jared you going to be okay? I'm fine. Flesh Blanket's going to carry me. <laughs> in my arms. Come here, Jared. <laughs> okay. I want to hate him, but he's just so warm and dreamy. Right? Can we I can just him? sleep like a baby here in his giant arms. Isn't it? It's it wonderful, is. Right? I get right. it now. Makes you feel so small. With hard work and a diet, of, you can have this too. <laughs> 
Cass, are you still s- selling that uh, magic elixir that makes you strong? Cass in an MLM. <laughs> oh, Remy, I don't need that anymore. Oh. I haven't. Ever since you left, I realized that I was holding myself back. So I went through a, a, my own self searching and, and I trained very hard, uh, much like how you taught me. And, well, now look at me. I got big old guns. <laughs> uh, very good. I've trained you well. All right, let's split up. And uh, uh, Remy goes down, uh, starts heading downstairs and motioning Branch and Sarsa to come with. Hey, uh, 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 Sarsa, is this, this is what we are doing. I mean, I suppose they said it made more sense. Yeah, oh, okay. I, Branch will trust you. All right, and so we'll go ahead and start with the uh, downstairs crew. You head down these stairs, and it curves around and opens up uh, into this other chamber, this lower level. And what you notice right away is that it's very dark in here, but you can still see a lot of the edges. That is made of some sort of very very dark brick or some sort of shiny but it still has a shine on it like like it was made of obsidian or um onyx or some type of really dark polished stone like that and there is this sort of um bluish purplish glow in the room as you step onto the floor like there's maybe just a centimeter of still water in this uh, big chamber. You see that uh, you can't see all the way across. There's kind of um, these bigger chunks of what look like big crystals, this crystal formation that has these blue and purple crystals in there. And they, they kind of have this see through ish reflection quality in it. You all are stepping through and it's uh, this very calm and quiet. Now it's kind of the first time being inside and, and quiet as you guys are walking through branch coming right up and brushing on your uh, leg as it keeps going is uh, this small creature uh, called a uh, caracal um, the uh, desert this desert cat and that has these uh, long hairs that come off of its ears if you guys are able to google um, c-a-r-a-c-a-l um, the caracal uh, cat is um super adorable and um this one comes up and brushes um by branch here and you look down and looks a little off it looks like instead of maybe having this tan fur that it is actually uh kind of black and also kind of glowing um on its um edges and it begins to walk forward and um gets to about the halfway point of the room and you see coming towards that creature is another one and as they begin to get closer and closer, the one on the opposite side is the tan-colored one. And they kind of get right to where they're about to touch. And you realize that they are mimicking each other's actions exactly. One tries uh, to kind of put its hand up and its own, it, the other one's hand meets it. as Just as if it were looking into a mirror. Both of them kind of let out the same kind of meow at the same time. Is there any delineation between the two, or is there, or would we maybe suspect that there's some magic at play here? Like, like this might actually be a reflection. This feels, yeah, like maybe there's some sort of magic or illusion happening. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's not super obvious, but it it definitely is supernatural. Remy says, "This creature in here, Branch, are you able to to use your abilities as one with nature to?" interact with it in any way uh, i can uh, speak uh, with it or i can uh, branch can uh, turn into one probably uh, which do you think would be a more useful thing talk to it okay i'll cast speak with animals it lets out another meow and um and it says uh hello uh, hello a uh, little uh, desert kitty uh how are you <laughs> He says, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, Branch is good. Uh, Branch and his friends are... uh, We seek an artifact, and we were wondering if you would know where it is. Mm, I don't know where any artifact is, but I know that there's a key on the other side here, where I am. Wait, which which one is talking? (laughs) 
both of them are talking at the same time. And he says, well, where I am. And he kind of uh, looks at the other one that's right in front of him. And he says, no, where I am. Where I am. The one close to us or the one further away from us? No. (laughs) No, the other one. Me. He says, I've wanted to leave this place for a long time. But I'm the one in my own way. Uh, how? Uh, what, what can we do to help you? You want to get in, but I want to get out. Just like me, you'll have to face your own reflection. And just as he says that, um, stepping forward and matching the opposite side of where you are, you see an image of yourself, Branch, um, that looks like you, but is has kind of this shadowy tone, is more uh, black in color and has a, a glowing kind of outline to it. And Sarsa, same thing. You see a dark outline of uh, something that is your shape and your uh, almost like looking into a mirror, but with this glow. And Remy, him, you see a, a Remy figure on the other side. Nega um, branch. The, the nega version of each of you uh, on the other side standing where this, uh, on the other side with this tan uh, cat. Uh, he, the cats, the cats. They say uh, there is a key, but it is by them, but by me. It, they were very confusing about which one uh, branch uh, should talk to, and then we have to fight. I think mirror versions of us to let the mirror version of the cat out, and then we will. Uh, branch is very confused. <laughs> oh, it- why is it always fighting? Remy comes up and he kind of starts to walk towards um, the version of himself. He holds up his hand and it is exactly mirrored. And he pushes up to it and, you know, just like he's doing a high five or like you would if you were touching a big standing mirror. And he kind of plays with that a little bit and tries to push beyond. But you see that he just he can't get through. And even though he kind of can, you know, turns and looks at you guys. So does the um, opposite. It really is like it is um, a mirror in some way. Uh, the cat, and then I'm going to pause for a second and look at the cat. Uh, uh, Desert Kitty, uh, what is your name? My name is Benjamin. And then I'll turn back. Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin says that uh, he is in his own way and now we are in our way. Hey, Benjamin wants to get out of the where the key is and we want to get into where the key is benjamin says but how do you get by somebody who knows every move that you'll make Eh, what if we close our eyes is that really what you want to do here i want remy to do it i want to see what happens he uh closes his eyes and he uh puts his hands up again but again you know just like he's looking in a mirror um his opposite self blocks him he says, um, you have to try and do something that even you couldn't predict that you would do. Well, I know what I want to do. I am going to cast, well, I'm going to use my tiefling ability um, and cast Enthrall with the intention of, uh, I'm going to target both myself in the mirror and the other, all of the other images that I see in the mirror. And, uh, basically, uh, I'm gonna be like, now you're a beautiful woman and you deserve better than what you've got right here. So you hear, you hear in your mind, you're a beautiful woman and you don't belong here. Whatever it was that you said, you're the exact same thing uh, right back to you. That's beautiful. Yeah, you really are underappreciated. Well, that that was was stupid. Stupid. Uh, Branch wants to talk to Benjamin okay. again and he'll say hey, Benjamin uh, can you see uh, the key where you are he says yes it's right over there can you sh- can you walk to the key please he kind of walks he walks back and he goes behind a um, he goes behind like a big crystal shard he says I'm here I would like to Branch would like to go to that same place on our side okay you follow around and you see he's just standing next to nothing. There's nothing that's there. Yeah, there is no key on this side. You're looking at the Negacat and it just kind of shrugs. Branch 
wasn't able to have his little like reflection go get a key by going to the same spot on our side. Okay, Branch. Like by mirroring Branch is it, going to pretend to grab a key and then hold it out so that we would be able to see it if I had one and see if his reflection has a key. Uh, you kind of try and I think what you're what you're trying to do right is have your opposite pick up something. Um, but yes. you kind of nothing stops. You can't tell any sort of form that's there. Yeah, so you don't get any like feedback that you're picking up anything or that they're the opposite version of you is picking up anything. The other cat, the nega cat, just like looks at you and just kind of shakes his head back and forth, like, no, that doesn't work. Hey, Benjamin, do you have any ideas about how we can get out of our way or get you out of your way or get the key to us? Benjamin comes back over and kind of sits next to himself and like kind of lays down and starts kind of uh, licking his uh, paws. And he says, that's a deep question. How does anybody really do that when their own self is what's blocking them from getting what they truly want? How do we take ourselves out of the equation? That doesn't... The cat says, uh, you, can't, you can't take yourselves out. You have to do something that even you wouldn't think that you would do. Branch runs full force straight at his reflection. All right, you do that and um, uh, Sarsa, roll a, a perception check. 18. 18. So you're not sure. But it seems like when he started um, moving, that the opposite version of Branch was just a half second slower reacting. But caught up, and as as Branch runs towards, you knock into it just like you were running full force into a mirror, and you fall backwards. Ow. Eh, that did not work, but I did not expect that I would do that. Hmm. But you could have, and you did. I am going to look at Branch and I'm going to put my hand on his back and tap tap him on the back and say, there, there, I'm sure we'll figure something out. There's got to be some kind of a trick to it. And I'm going to, without really even thinking about it, cast a gust of wind on his back. And to try and, like, basically push him forward into the other room. Okay, how does that... Uh... It's basically, it's it's from myself, and it's a line of strong wind, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide, blasts from you in the direction you choose for the spell's duration. So it's basically, like, I mean, the way it's written is if I was doing it on an enemy, but, like, it's basically, I I have a gust of wind. That comes Magic out leaf blower. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so my goal is just to be, like... You know, push him out there. All right, you uh, you do that. Suddenly, uh, Branch, you feel uh, just uh, a magic force push you uh, kind of forward, and matching your exact motion on the other side is uh, the Negasarsa and Branch doing the same thing. And again, you crash, boom, throughout twice. Now with more force getting hit against this yourself. Your own version of yourself ow, uh, ow, in there. Ow. Uh, that, did, that, that did not work. Ow. What if you do something that I... No, yeah, you just did something I did not expect. So, Branch, uh, what else could... Hey, Benjamin. <laughs> yes. Is it that Branch should do something that Branch cannot do or that Branch does not expect that Branch will do? He says he kind of is still like kind of cleaning himself and looks kind of very bored back at you and says, um, you can try either. As you guys are um, looking over there, you kind of look over to Remy and he um, he's standing right at his reflection. He uh, is looking uh, deep at it. All of a sudden he says, you're shameful. I hate you. You left them behind. You're the reason that they all died. You could have gone back for them, but you didn't. You are the reason that their families are without fathers today. You're the reason that they can't have the warmth and comfort of family. And just as he's doing that, he um, draws his sword and uh, strikes out 
um, forward. And in that instant, he cuts through the plane and hits his own self and the um, his opposite version of himself just disappears into a cloud. And he kind of stands there in shock, kind <clears> of, <throat> <clears throat> excuse me, and kind of uh, resheathes his sword and um, pulls himself together. All right. Branch is going to walk up to himself and say, eh, goblins are the best uh, creatures. Uh, animals are smelly and they are not friends. And Branch is uh, very handsome. And Branch thinks goblins are great. And then he's going to poke him with a quarterstaff. <laughs> okay, uh, roll a d20. That's uh, a 10. It works. You're able to uh, poke through. You stab into your opposite version of yourself, who was very had a very confused look on his on its face, uh, on your face, and you uh, penetrate through it, and it explodes into a puff of smoke. Well, I don't understand that. What? What are you not doing? Yeah, you should uh, say. Uh, Sarsa should say things that Sarsa would not say to herself. Like, uh, alcohol is bad. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. Uh, boy, uh, kissing is not fun. Uh, 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 what's that guy? What, what's what's Matt's character's name? Uh, Cass is very ugly. Um, you are. Uh, you don't. You don't need to drink to have a good time. <laughs> and uh, you are. Uh, you should talk about your feelings more often. And, uh, you should probably be a little bit nicer to Jarek. And, uh, you should, uh, uh, I don't know, hug Branch more often. And, uh, and, uh, maybe you shouldn't put the moves on Cass. <laughs> and then I'm gonna smack it with my mace. All right, roll a d20. That's a two. Uh, you you ding on your own mace, and um, it kind of you can't you're not sure, but it seems like the look in its eyes, um, in your own eyes, is a little um, like kind of like taunting you a little bit. All right. Well, I I did the thing you said. I said that alcohol was bad and all of those things. Uh, Remy, Remy, what did you do? I I tried to confront myself and be a little more uh, upfront with how I feel deep down inside to distract myself so it would so I would make a mistake this is terrible hang on a moment Sars is gonna pull out her breast flask and take a deep chug and then she's gonna stare down her reflection and put a finger in her face and say you push people away. For all of your talk about being a leader and having a crew and supporting your team, the people who care about you the most, you, you push them away because you're so scared that they're going to leave first. That doesn't make you strong. That makes you weak. You're just like your dad. And I'm going to smack it myself in the face. Oh, it lands straight through and um, you cut straight through and the, uh, the illusion disappears. And as that happens, the illusionary um, cat in front of uh, Benjamin fades as well and he kind of sits up and he looks at, at each of you and walks past the the reflection point and runs towards the front door uh, back up the stairs and stops in a minute and looks back at Branch and just says thank you uh, you are you are very welcome Branch hopes that you will uh, you will be happy in your life and he, he gives a little nod and goes up the stairs and, and runs out. Benjamin was good friend. Let us get key. You walk around the uh, corner branch. You find um, uh, you find the key sitting uh, just uh, in on top of a, a little crystal right back over there. You guys are uh, heading back the other direction. Remy comes over and he, he puts a hand on um, Sarsis back and says, I know that was hard, but... 
I think you'll be a stronger person for having gone through this. I think we don't need to talk about it. I agree. You three uh, head back up the stairs. (laughs) 